This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Maria Desmondi, and I am the publisher at Cardinal Rule Press. We are a children's publishing company. Um, We are actually located in the metro Detroit area, but our team is all remote, as is the rest of the world these days. We connect with writers, oftentimes in our um, publications, in our newsletters, on our social media, and we have been getting requests from writers about agents. They want to have, they have questions, they want to know more about how the agent job works, how the submissions process works. So we created this series, and it has been getting a lot of positive feedback. So today we are excited to have Ava, and Ava is here outside of the New York area, Scalzo, Ava Scalzo from the Spielberg Literary Agency. And she is going to talk with us today all about her experience. Welcome. Thank you. All right. So Ava, tell us, and I'm going to start admitting some people um, into the Zoom space as well. Tell us about your journey into role of agent. Sure. So, um, I have always loved publishing. Um, I studied, um, my, my bachelor's degree is officially in the humanities, but I have a concentration in English literature. And anytime I was in college and I was telling people about my major, they were like, oh, are you gonna be a teacher? And I was like, no. <laughs> um, I love what teachers do. I think they're amazing, but that is just not for me. Um, I very much wanted to work in publishing even back then. Um, So when I graduated, I actually went to um, Emerson College and I have a master's degree in publishing and writing. Um, And after I graduated from Emerson, I worked for many, many years on the scholarly publishing side. Um, So I worked at a a family-owned company called Blackwell Publishing that was eventually acquired by John Wiley and Sons, um, who are a large scientific technical medical trade publisher, um, but they mostly focus, they have a trade space in the business on the business side, um, but then they mostly have a lot of like um, scholarly and medical publications. Um, And then eventually, so that's where I actually met um, the founder of Spielberg Literary. So my my cube mate, met a girl and her name is Alice um, and he and I were really close and after we both left the company we stayed in touch um, and so then uh, sh- they were displaced she had been working as an agent for several years um, but they were displaced by Hurricane Sandy from they were living in Hoboken they were displaced um, and um, she started up her own agency um, and they asked me if they knew I had, you know, I was still working on the scholarly publishing side, but they asked me if I would be interested in sort of doing some reading on the side. Um, And I was like, yeah, that sounds super fun. Like that's, that was my dream. You know, when I said I wanted to work in publishing, that was like the dream kind of thing I wanted to do. Um, But it was a lot harder to get into. (laughs) Um, So then um, after several years, I started working more on the, like an, on an, in an intern capacity. So I was doing the managing the query box. And then in 2017, um, they asked me if I would be interested in actually making the leap to literary agent. That is awesome. And one of the things that you and I were talking about before we went live is that not only 
not only are you working as agent, but you also have a role in, um, in a paid position, both paid positions, but also have a paid position, again, in the scholarly, pub scholarly publishing industry. Yes. And that's yes. because depending on how many clients you have, um, how many do you have at the time? Do you, is that something that people know? Or? So right now I'm at about 25, but obviously when I started, you know, you start out with zero um, and agents, agenting is very much a commission-based um, job. So um, in the first year, I think by the end of the first year, I had maybe 10 clients, um, but any, it takes about six to 12 months to sell your first project. And it takes an additional 12 months to get those pub those projects published. Oh, so yeah. while it's you're so building up your client list, yeah, you need you, it's you need something to uh, pay the bills. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I also manage a the editorial office for a scholarly journal um, in planetary science, which I have no background in, but I don't need to because all I no. need to know is how to send papers to editors and chase late reviewers. That's so. awesome. So wait, let's go over the timeline again. You said, so it, it takes about six to 12 months to um, take take the manuscript and get it sold, correct? Is that what you said, Sen? Yeah, I mean, it can vary. Um, you know, there's some, some projects, you know, you sign a client, you can, you know, depending on how many edits were required, like you can send it out and there can be immediate interest. And I've definitely had that happen where I send something out and like, a week later, someone's writing back and they're like, we want this. <laughs> that's, that's great. It's also incredibly stressful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there's, there's projects where you, sometimes it's because you're doing, you end up, you know, you did a, you can do multiple rounds of submission. And sometimes finding that right editor for a project, you know, it has a something there, but finding that one person that you need to connect to the story can be a challenge. So, okay. um, and so sometimes those will take a little bit longer and even like, you know, it's not like, oh, 12 months out and you're done. Like I've definitely had projects where I think they've been out on different rounds of submissions for a, like a 12, a 24 month period and yeah. things start to happen. And then it's, <laughs> it's great. It's just, it's exciting and fun. Um, but definitely, a different kind of stress. <laughs> yeah, and then think about it. So in the publishing industry, when we sign titles, it's typically 12 to 18 months until that book comes out. So now you're looking at almost two years from the time you you know have the client and they're making their first sale. So that totally makes sense. And I think that's really important. It's something that I had shared with you before the call. One of my friends reached out to me watching this series, like I'm thinking about, like, are these people just working on commission? Well, Sometimes, yes, agents are working on commission mm -hmm. when they have multiple clients and they've been doing it for many years, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I mean, definitely right now I'm starting to see the fruits of my labor. I've been doing this role. You know, they usually say it takes about three to five years for most agents to start to see a return. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm on target, <laughs> which is exciting. That is awesome. Um, but yeah, and then um, for... But it definitely, I mean, that's definitely why I did not leave my, you know, I start, you know, this is my dream job. This is my passion, but I'm also practical and 
(laughs) have three children that I need to go through (laughs) school and buy clothes for and feed. So, (laughs) well, so Ava, let's talk a little bit about relationships. And um, my first question for you is what if you sign an author? And I think this happens many times as from what I've heard. And an author says to you, Ava, I've got this book and I really want one of these two publishers. And they're really kind of trying to put you in a corner and say, I want you to get a deal with these two publishers. How do you Mm -hmm. handle a situation where they're like, kind of with the blinders on, like, I must get Scholastic. I must get, you know, one or something like that. I mean, I think I always, it's a lot about almost all client relationships is it's a lot about managing expectations. So, um, you know, I, I never say no to authors to have like a specific editor in mind or they have someone who's like their dream editor I tell them to let me know mm-hmm. um and you know if there's if there's a reason why it doesn't make sense to publish or to try and approach that person so like I have um one of my authors um really w- wanted to work with Simon and Schuster and um but every time she was talking about specific editors I was always like you're writing adult books and these are YA editors, you know? So like, you know, it's just kind of explaining those kinds of- Almost educating them on the process, right? Yeah. Um, But you know, and if sometimes it's like something might seem a little bit outside the scope of a publisher, you know, I try to explain, you know, the different market concerns. The more you work with publishers, the more you kind of get to know their personalities and you know what flies and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my job is to both like advise the author. I'm like, well, if you really want this publisher, um, then you have to, um, you know, do know that these things might not fly with them or, you know, so just kind of give them tips like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I'm also like, I also try to say like, well, we can always submit to these two publishers, but let's also talk about a backup plan. Like if it doesn't go anywhere with those two publishers, and you still want to see this in print, then we have to look at other people. Um, And that's where my job as their agent really comes into play because I'm the one who knows the market. I know who the people are, who are publishing. Um, And I mean, I don't know everyone. So, you know, certainly I've had authors send me tips and say like, oh, I heard from so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, you know, or sometimes it's just like brain blip. I did not it did not occur to me to include the ex publisher on my submission list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but a big part of this, a big part of it is the agent um, has relationships with editors and publishers and typically authors do not, unless, you know, clearly they have published works in the market already. Um, so a big part of what we're talking about is relationships. So tell me a little bit, how do you um, develop relationships with editors and publishers? Uh, for example, I, you and I have never met before um, I, you know, asked you to do this series. And what if you were going to be pitching, you know, Cardinal Rule Press, uh, one of your clients, how do you connect with a publisher and start that relationship? What are some examples? I do a lot of just basic email. Um, So I'll email editors and sometimes, um, you know, I, I've definitely sent submissions cold, so I'll pitch, I'll cold, I'll do a cold pitch and I'll just email the pitch and the submission. And so that's off. Honestly, I think that's a great way to start because, um, you know, editors will look at it and they'll often say like, well, I've never had the, 
the experience where someone has said, why did you send that to me? Never write to me again. <laughs> um, usually what happens is people are like, thank you for sending me this. It worked or it didn't. And if it, if it, even if it doesn't work and it's a pass, I take those um, moments to ask the editors, well, what are you looking for? Do you want to hop on a phone call, you know, or do you just want to send me your manuscript wish list? Like, you know, whatever works because editors are really busy. So I totally understand, um, you know, that hopping on a phone call isn't always what everyone wants to do. Um, but I've also done like Zoom calls with editors. I, you know, just sort of to chit chat. Um, I, 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 no one's doing it this year, but in previous years, before I was going to ask you, what have you, what kind of events have you done pre-COVID? Yeah, so I would go to BEA, um, and then because BEA is usually in New York, um, I would, you know, set up meetings, you know, with editors, even if they were not attending BEA, I'd, I'd make, I'd make sure that I'd schedule time with them. Um, I also work a lot in adult romance. So the RWA annual meeting was always a good um, place for me to meet up with editors because almost all the editors in the genre are present. Yeah. So, um, and then I do smaller regional conferences. Um, you know, some conferences might be for, might, uh, might have a writing focus. So they're writers conferences, but you still have, you know, they would do pitch sessions, which um, I don't know if people know what pitch sessions are, but basically usually it's a group of agents and editors sitting in a room at a little tables and people would have schedule 10 minute appointments to sort of pitch their book projects um, to the editor or agent. Um, but that's actually a really great way, like in between breaks, you meet different people, you meet editors and you, you know, we're, we're sort of seeing the same pitches. So it's a great opportunity to sort of chat about what we're seeing and, you know, build those in-person connections, which are, yeah. I think, always great. And I'm seeing a lot of this happening um, on social media now too, the Twitch, the, I keep calling them Twitch parties, pitch parties on Twitter. And yeah. are you, is there a certain social media that you gravitate towards more, like a platform that you use to connect? Yeah, so I mostly connect with authors um, on Twitter. Um, and so I do a, a couple of different things. So I generally try to um, participate in pitch parties that have relevance to the things I'm acquiring in. Um, and then I also, um, every Sunday, I do something called um, hashtag 10 queries, which is, um, I basically, I go through my query inbox and I go through, so usually it's 10. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, like right now I have so many queries in my inbox. I do bonus, I tell them I'm going to do some bonus queries just to, to get my numbers down. <laughs> um, but, um, and I just sort of go through whatever I'm seeing in my inbox and the reason, and I'll tell them the reasons I'm passing on a project or um, why I'm requesting one or what, what's got me excited. Um, and I think that the idea behind that is not to critique the queries. It's more to give authors a sense of what goes through my brain when I'm looking at these queries. Because I now, think where that, are you sharing this at? Is this in an email or is this? It's on Twitter. So I just do like a Twitter thread. And um, so I go, you know, each, each post is a query. So okay. and then I, I label them and it's all hashtagged. I'm under the check that out. And I love that because it's, it, it's a way to hold you accountable for getting through some of that 
the yes. inbox. That's why and, I like it. <laughs> yeah. And that's something that I have asked a few of the agents in this, this series, like, what's your process? And I, the answer basically is, what process? I have so many emails. I, I don't have a process. So that's yeah. awesome. That is really cool. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> yes. well, this has been, like, do you have any final thoughts to um, share with writers before we wrap things up today? You've given us so many helpful tips on those relationships, the importance of the connections, and the importance of authors trusting the fact that an agent is going to find a good fit publisher for you as well. Yes. Well, I mean, I think it's always important for people to keep in mind, you know, like agents are not there to, um, or shouldn't be there to impede an author's career growth. Like the only way an agent will ever make money with an author is if I sell the books um, and I need to sell them to the best place that I can um, to get everything that we want out of the relationship. Um, you know, at, at the same time, you know, like it doesn't mean that I don't have passion or support the like creative side of the projects, but it's also a business relationship. So keeping those things, they go kind of in lockstep, but then, you know, it is a, it is very much a business built on relationships and that interpersonal connection. So, mm. you know, it's not just having a connection with an author, it's having a connection with editors and knowing that they, they trust you to give them the best projects possible. And that's something that, you know, as an agent, I'm constantly working to improve. Oh, that's fantastic. And we always pull quotes that we share on social media from these interviews. And that was your quote. Like, I, you nailed it. Like, it's, a, it's about the relationships. And oh, that was awesome, Ava. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we have one more interview in our series, ladies and gentlemen, those of you tuning in. Um, I think it's next next week, same place, same time. Um, today we had Ava Scalzo from Spielberg Literary Agency, and we are so grateful for your time providing hope to writers out there to hear these words that um, you know their dream is possible, and we will hear from one more agent in this series, and we thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks, have a great day. Cardinal Rule Press offers a variety of support to authors, booksellers, librarians, and families. Find out more at cardinalrulepress.com.